You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. He was a man who had his eyes fixed on Jesus, 
and was able to play with me in the good and bad times. So let's look at a particular time when Paul found himself in trouble with the authorities. And because of this situation, he was sent to prison with his friend's life. Why did they end up in jail? Paul experienced something that left him feeling so annoyed that he did something about it. Paul sold the cracker. So what left with it? In Acts 16, 16 to 18, it says this. One day, as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. When her bosses saw that their hope of continuous wealth was shattered, they dragged Paul and Silas before the authorities and said, You may have kept the wrong customs for the Romans to follow. So imagine the situation. Paul and Silas were just going about their business when suddenly they encounter this young girl who begins to shout out who they are. And this is just really one time occurring. Day after day, she kept following them, seeking them out and yelling out these things, calling out these things, chattering away. These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. And because of this, Paul got so annoyed because he recognized that something was not right. So much so that he became worn out by her constant chattering that he had to put a stop to it. Why did Paul get annoyed? He recognized that what, that what she was saying was not a revelation from the Holy Ghost, but it was from something else, an evil spirit. And he did not want to be acknowledged or endorsed by this something else. Because it had an ulterior motive and a different direction to what Holy Spirit was wanting to do in that time. The intent was not to uplift or encourage. The intent was to pull down and intimidate. Because true power and authority and revelation comes from God. And that gives us a sense of hope and peace. And Paul was definitely not feeling peace. He was feeling annoyed and agitated. So much so that he came worn out by his chattering. And this was the intent. Its intent was to make him feel so worn out that he wasn't going to be able to continue to do what God had called him to do. Silence the chatter. What did Paul do? He silenced the chatter. How did he do this? Number one, he recognized. He recognized from what was being said that something was not right. How? Because of the way he was feeling and his reaction to what was being said. He was feeling annoyed and agitated. And in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, it says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. But 
of peace. He knew that something wasn't wrong. He was still in confusion. He was still in the Lord because he knew that God is a God of peace. Number three, he discerned. He discerned that the words being spoken were not from Holy Spirit because they didn't bring encouragement. Instead, they were trying to pull him down and wear him out, hoping to stop him from doing the Lord's work. And in Psalm 119, verse 125, it says this. We are your servants, Lord God. Give me understanding, discernment, and comprehension that I may know, discern, and be familiar with the character of your testimony. Let that be our prayer this morning. Teach us, Lord, how to know what is really going on. What words are being said? What is really going on? What is the intent behind the words? And number three, he used his authority. He used the name of Jesus to silence the chatter. That powerful, powerful, wonderful name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, stop. In the name of Jesus, be quiet. In the name of Jesus, come out. Paul used his authority in Jesus to silence the chatter. He didn't use his own words. He didn't use his own knowledge. And he didn't use his own perspective. He didn't argue the point of what he was doing wrong. No, he used the name of Jesus. The name that is above every name. And if you can see mine, it says, Therefore God, Elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name that is above every name, over every situation, over every annoyance that we may feel, over every agitation or confused thought that we may be in, his name is above it all. So, how can you and I recognize and discern what is happening? Have you found yourself in a conversation or a situation? where you began to feel annoyed or agitated. And just knew that something wasn't quite right. Have you been in conversations that have made you felt maybe just uncomfortable or uneasy? The words that you're hearing may sound right, but even they have an element of truth. Something is not right and there is more going on than meets the eye. You can't put your finger on it, but know something is not right. You may be thinking, where is this coming from? You may be discerning something. What is Holy Spirit trying to say to you? You may experience turmoil because it's a friend or a loved one that is telling you something that doesn't add up. Have there been words spoken over your life, maybe as a child or a young person, from family members, teachers, loved ones, words that can bring you that words that don't bring you encouragement, peace, comfort, and joy. Instead, what, when you're hearing them in your mind, they bring confusion, hopelessness, and a sense of dread. In fact, they wear you down because there's no life or hope in them. You know, chatter is not helping when it does not, doesn't edify you. In fact, it leaves you feeling empty because it does not contain the hope and truth of God's Word for your life. Words that are contrary to the Word of God. Lies and fear from the enemy. I 
accusations that are not based on truth or reality. You know, this morning, we don't need to put up with it. We don't need to stay in the shadow. We don't need to stay in the untruth. We don't need to stay in the conversation where the situation we find ourselves in. And that is your hope this morning, that you do not need to stay in the shadow. Why are words that we say to ourselves over and over again that are not based on God's truth for our lives? Are there words that we need to stop saying to ourselves and stop listening to? I'm not good enough. I can't do that. I'm hopeless. Are there words that are will repeat in our minds that we need to say stop to? Why? Because words can trap us. Words can trip us up. They make you wear us out to do what God has called us to do. So what is God encouraging us to do? He's encouraging us to silence the chatter and change the narrative to one of encouragement and truth and hope. In 2 Timothy 1, 7 it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. He has given us a sound mind and the power in which to discern and see what's really going on. So how can you and I stop unhealthy chatter? Number one, we need to recognize what chatter is in our lives. What words that have been spoken to us. What words are not based on God's truth and His purposes for our lives. What situations or conversations that have made us feel uncomfortable or annoyed. We need to discern, discern where the truth or all words are coming from. Is it us and what we tell ourselves? Is it from others or is it from the enemy? And if I'm sure, use this scripture as your guide. This will help you to recognize and discern what a gracious and pleasant word. In Proverbs 16, 24, it says this, Gracious words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Words that are kind, words that are encouraging, benefit us as they bring joy and health to our bodies. And in Proverbs 10, 5, 11, it says this, The word quickly spoken and in due season is like apples of gold in setting of silver. How distressing, but that's what words can be like for us. You know, I remember receiving encouraging words when I was about 19 or 20, and those words have stuck with me to this day. In fact, I could tell you exactly what was said over my life because it was healthy chatter that brought encouragement and hope into the purposes and plans that God had for life. And can I tell you that those words that were spoken over me back in that day, I am now walking in the fulfillment of those words because I recognize those words were truth and of hope and of purpose and of life. God wants us to discern those words that are going to bring joy and benefit and encouragement into our lives. What do we need to discern? It means, sorry, what does it mean to discern? It means to see, recognize, understand that something is not clear. It means to separate and distinguish. To see and understand the difference. To make distinction and discern between truth and falsehood. So why do we need to discern? 
making decisions to play patient focus. She married what is the main of going on in my relationship. She married what is really going on in that point at work. She married what is really going on in our children and in some aspects that are going on in their lives. She married what is really going on when we feel like we take two steps forward and two steps back. This is something that we discover that is going on in our mind that is perhaps um, being it's something that is stopping us from moving forward. You know, what is really going on when the relatives keep saying the same thing again and again, but we know that they're not happy. Why do we need to be saying? Because we start up to chatter. That chatter that is not based on God's word and truth in our lives. The chatter that reminds us of our faults and our mistakes. That chatter that tells us that we're not good enough. And we need to use our authority. Once we know where it's coming from, we can then know how to silence the chatter with the help of Holy Spirit and His power and the power of His Word, which is truth and hope. We can silence and pull down. In Isaiah 54, 17, it says this, No weapon turns against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. God has given us authority to silence those words, silence that chatter, to condemn and pull down those words that are not from Him or are based and not based on His purposes and His promises for our life. We can do it this morning. The authority that God has given us enables us to pull down those words that are not of benefit to our hearts and our souls. What does Paul say to Timothy? In 1 Timothy 6, 20, it says this, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and repressing ideas of what is falsely preserved. We can move away from conversations and protect ourselves. God wants us to move away when we need to. Why does God want us, want to encourage us to silence the chatter? Because it offers protection. There are times when we need God's protection amongst the chatter and the situations that we find ourselves in. In Psalm 3, verse 3, it says, For you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. When I first moved over here to Geelong, there was someone that um, I knew who was in, that was from Adelaide originally, and I went over to their place and we just picked it up and chatted. And you know when you know someone from yesteryear and there's that sense of familiarity so you can just start sharing about what's been going on? And as we were continuing to talk, I was just about to open up and share something with her that was, like, that was personal to me uh, I, because obviously I knew her. But then I just got this sense, not to say anything. I thought, oh, well, why not? I do know her. And, you know, I know, know her from years ago. It's not like she's a new person to me. So I just thought, you know what, well, I have to actually go right now with that thought and that feeling of not to say anything. So I didn't say anything, and I just continued to chatting to her generally, and then I left. And I may never know the reasons why I wasn't allowed to say anything at that time. But you know what, it doesn't matter. Because I needed God's protection, and He knew better than what I did at that time. So I said, God, I just have to trust you, and I will zip my mouth and not say anything. Then came the praise. After this took place, Paul and Silas found themselves in prison. 
And even though Paul had silenced the negative chatter and saw he hadn't accepted this result, they found themselves in prison with their backs beaten and their feet in pain. They weren't in a very good situation. They were in pain and I'm sure feeling discouraged about how the day had went. What started out well didn't end well. And the jailer put them in the bottom part of the jail. But then they began to praise God. And in Acts 16, 25 to 26, it says this, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The wrong chatter had been silent. That chatter that had been from the enemy that had brought annoyance, confusion, and weariness. That chatter that had tried to control Paul and Silas and stop them seeing God move and where he was leading them. That chatter had been silent. And now the right chatter was released. Words of praise, of hope and truth. Words of power and breakthrough. Words of relief and freedom. Praise was released. Godly chatter, words were spoken over and over again for how good is our God, and He is worthy of all our praise. It's the anointing and agitation to one of peace and hope. It shifts our attention from where we are to who our God is. They may have been in prison. They may have been in darkness. They may have been weary. But in their hearts and their minds, they were free. And they knew it. They knew who their God was and who was for them. And they knew they were free. How could they help, not help, but praise God in that situation? Those words of hope and truth and life because of the mighty God that they served. They were free and not controlled by the enemy. They were free in knowing God's word and God's truth for their hearts and their lives. The sound of their praises rising from the bottom of the jail up to the top. With all the prisoners hearing this, how can they do that? They've been beaten. They are in pain. They are in the bottom of the jail. We know what that means. Had escaped 
and he knew that that was not going to go for him. But Paul pulls Moses Silas to stop and they need to harm themselves. And then the day he turned on the light, and in the light, he saw that they were still in their cells. And because of that, he ran in to Paul and Silas, and he fell before them trembling, and he said, Sirs, what must I do to get saved? Your words have reached me. Your words have impacted me. That word of knowledge has changed my life. Sirs, how can I get saved? Chains of fear are broken. Chains of doubt and unbelief are broken. Chains of disappointment are broken. And right now, I just sense in the Holy Ghost that there are chains of disappointment in God is taking off your life. If there's been disappointment in your life because of words that have been spoken, you're going to have an opportunity in a few moments to praise our God. And I want you to position yourself and as you begin to praise your God, I believe the Holy Ghost is going to set you free because He's still working miracles today. He is still for us today. He is still freedom for today. And your life can be changed suddenly in just one moment because of the power of the Holy Ghost. That sailor and his family have been completely transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. This morning, that your word Give us two of these, your Lord of Lords. His name is above every name. They may have been in silence. They may have been in darkness. But on the inside of them, they were free because of the power of Almighty God. And this morning, our lives can reflect this. Lord God, let our words reflect what you are saying, not only in my life, but the people around me, for my children, for our family. Jesus. You are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and they exist because you created what you please. That's what I can say this time. Just before we finish, I really want to give you an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus in this place, you're listening online. I want to give you that opportunity to find the one who loves and cares for you so much. And wherever you are right now, Jesus knows who you are. He's waiting to meet you from the same place you are. And in Romans 10, 9, it says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, you will be saved. I ask us together to pray this prayer. And if you want to be included in this prayer, I'd love you to join along. Dear Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Thank you for hearing my prayers. 